0: Now, here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, we are back now into the afternoon edition with Sound Off in the afternoon here on KDAL 610. I found it, Kenny. I found the story about Lincoln Park's business group. It's West End. West End Business Group hires new administrator. Her name is Joy Herbert. H e r b e r t Joy Herbert, and uh, she's standing on the corner. It's about a block away from where I thought it was. I think it's a block east of that area. It's probably right next to where the um, I don't know the all of these businesses in there are almost all brand new, but it's one of the one of the newer businesses on the corner. Anyway, she says in a Facebook announcement, Herbert expressed her readiness to try something new, adding, it's really important to me who will be next to run it, and that this little local business will continue to meet the needs of our families and our community. I think I think currently she uh, evidently is involved with little nichers. It's kind of a 3,800-square-foot retail space, offers diapers, gears, toys, clothing for children in addition to a cafe, a workstation for parents, and large play space, For the children, Um, according to Herbert, there are already a handful of interested parties. This is my baby. This is my 13-year-old child, Herbert said, of little nichers. So evidently, she's been uh, running and owning that for uh, quite a while. That emotional connection to your business is hard to understand unless you own a business, you're, you're attached. I know how hard it is and what it goes into. In this aspect, Herbert feels like she can relate to other new business owners and offer support for bringing businesses together. While operating out of West Duluth, Herbert also served on the West Duluth Business and Civic Club, where she gained experience running community events of various sizes. She described a feeling of disconnect between West Duluth business during Spirit Valley Days one year. Herbert held a meeting between all of the competing bar owners to plan a pub crawl. These are people that never expected to be working together in the same room. I was surprised at how well it went for all of them, and the pub crawl was a success for the community. Working together can benefit all instead of just being independent. You know what a pub crawl is, right, Kenny? You go into one bar, you drink three, four shots of tequila, then you crawl out the door and you crawl to the next bar. Do the same thing there. It's called a pub crawl. Okay, even if the businesses are in competition, they're still working together it feels like uh it like its own little community as a part-time administrator of the Lincoln Park Business Group Herbert will manage the office events and outreach uh of business members and the community as she gets the lay of the land over the next few months her focus will be on gathering input from members bringing fresh ideas towards a growing group and and they are growing in west end there's a lot of newer businesses out there newer types of business the group, is, uh, the, the group is actually exploring hosting an annual event through utilization of the Equal, Blue, Equal Broom 3 organization Main Street program to bring people and activities to Lincoln Park uh, year-round. We're thrilled to bring joy on board in the business group, uh, said uh, Stephanie LaFleur said in a news release she brings both the administrative skills and small business entrepreneur experience that we need to support and strengthen Lincoln Park business. The availability of parking is already a challenge in the area, especially during the tourist season. Herbert accepted this will be a major concern of Lincoln Park's business during the impending uh, road construction of West Superior Street along the Lincoln Park Craft District. Uh, the city of Duluth is planning a total street and utility reconstruction project from Carlton Avenue to West Michigan Street. Uh, when you close down a road, it's worse than a pandemic. People tend to not want to go places where there's a road construction and they don't want to walk. What? Herbert said at Park. She yeah, didn't well, see
2: that, did saying.
1: she? Yeah. No. I'm quote unquote, Kenny. When you close down a road, it's worse than a pandemic. People tend to not want to go to places where there are road construction and they don't want to walk, end unquote. Well. if you know, I don't know. Anyway, uh, it's good to see that Lincoln Park does have uh, somebody out there that's organizing and trying to keep things fresh and revitalized. And, uh, and uh, you know, I think her business, that little nichers, wasn't that located in what used to be the... Uh, uh, well, what 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 did we used to call it? We we've called it all kinds of things, including the Shine Parlor. Wasn't it right there in the, in West Duluth, right on the corner? Used to be. Uh, I'm not sure. Newsstand. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, moving along here. <laughs> I, this I I I get I get really crazy when I see some of these stories. You know, we had. Uh, we had this whole thing happen in minnesota with the feeding our future program where they caught them where they caught these people red-handed stealing hundreds of millions of dollars worth of taxpayers money and then before that we had had the uh the program of uh, child care uh you know where uh, where the uh, these businesses in minneapolis were running child care programs And they caught them, caught a lot of the same kind of people. Most of these people were all Somali immigrants coming here from Somali. Almost all of them were. And they were running child care programs that were the center of fraud. Except we never heard much about it. So this morning I'm reading through the stories out of Minneapolis. And and I find this story. uh, What would you suppose... If you were uh, if you were somebody in charge of state money, let's say you were the controller, you were uh, uh, well, well, maybe you were a senator or a congressman in in Minnesota, and somebody came to you and said, you know, uh, yeah, you know, I know that this child care program is under fraud investigation, and we have found a number of cases of fraud there, but gee, they need more money. The Democratic-controlled chamber. Uh, the House of Representatives, passed House File 13, which will give a fund increase no reimbursement rates for providers who participate in the child care assistance program. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding you.
2: (laughs) Well, if I was that senator, if I was that politician, and they came to me, my answer would be, uh, do you have a bank that you bank with? Go see if the bank will give you a loan, because my constituents are not going to loan you any more money. Yeah, and it really isn't a loan, is it?
1: No, no, it's a giveaway. It's just, uh, it's not a loan. It's just here. Take this money. Do do. Go uh, to the bank. Know, I'd take say. Care of some kids. See if they'll give you some money. Go to a banker. <laughs> huh? Kenny, it's, it just blew my mind. I read this. The bill estimates that the increased reimbursement rates and other appropriations will cost. And this is this this I hate this one. These and every newspaper does it, will cost the state. It doesn't cost the state a dime. There is no money in the state unless they tax us for it, unless they take it out of our wallets. But this is going to cost the state, meaning us, the taxpayers, another $354 million in 2024-2025 biennium, and $590 million in the 2026-2027. Now, luckily, there were a few people uh, like Ann New Brindley, a Republican from North Branch. I happen to know Anne very well. In fact, Anne was one of the people that was uh, on the board and ran um, uh, Kravat's campaign. Remember that? Remember Kravac, who uh, won the... Oh, yeah, yeah. From, uh, yeah. Well, she, Yeah, from Oberstar. She was on his committee. She was very involved. Here's what she said. Ahead of the vote, Representative Ann New Brindley, a Republican from North Branch, pleaded with her colleagues to vote against this bill. Citing a 2019 investigation into CCAP fraud, she argued nothing has been done to prevent more potential fraud. The problem here is after all these years, we still have not gotten answers and have not had resolution to the issues of fraud in this system. She said in the House floor, and I know our Democratic friends like to tell us, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. But there is literally nothing that tells us that it's fine. Nothing. As is our habit here in the legislature, instead of fixing the problem, we just put more money into it, she added. But we never bother to hold folks accountable.
2: Well, the again, 29- <laughs> yeah. this is what Sarah Huckabee talked about, Brad. This is exactly what she said when she said the choice is between normal or crazy. Or
1: crazy. And this is crazy. It is crazy. And those that support Rindler, it are crazy. Oh, they are crazier. But here again, Kenny, who's, who are they, whose money are they working with? Is it their money? No. Are they responsible with their own wallet? It's no. my money. Yes, it's your money, as is the habit, she said, uh, in this legislation. Instead of fixing the problem, we throw more money at it. The 2019 investigation conducted by the Office of Legislator Auditor found that CCAP fraud did take place. In other words, there was fraud there, alleging that schemes to defraud the program were well, maybe only 5 to 6 million that prosecutors have been able to prove Although the legislative auditor did not find evidence to support accusations that there may have been as much as $100 million in fraud, the report noted how challenging it is to prove fraud and accurately estimate its true costs. In other words, Kenny, you know, let's just go ahead and give them the money. It's really hard to prove that they were stealing this from us. It's just, it's really hard work, people. Proving CCAP felony theft beyond a reasonable doubt is extremely difficult. The report reads, both investigators and prosecutors believe this results largely from the way the state administers the program. In other words, they really don't have any accountability in it. It really rates with how they Uh, administrate the state program. CCAP itself is overseen by the Minnesota Department of Human Services and the DHS Inspector General is responsible for overseeing investigation of fraud. The 2019 investigation into the fraud found that the then Inspector General, Carolyn Hamm, had a frosty working relationship with CCAP investigators. In other words, She was the inspector general, but she she didn't even work very well with her own investigators. She did not meet with them. She met with other units within the office. And there is a sense of alienation or distrust that they feel within the office of inspector general. And that is a remarkable change from the previous inspector general, said Jim Nobles. A Democratic representative, Dave Pinto, Pinto, Pinto. From St. Paul, chief author of this bill said the legislation would set reimbursement rates for child care providers at the level that they were supposed to have been for years. In other words, these poor people weren't getting enough. They weren't stealing enough. There wasn't enough money there. He said this bill provides DHS with additional authority Yeah, I want to see this It says it does give them additional authority to end payments to providers who will be committing fraud, who may be committing fraud and will be committing fraud. In other words, if they actually find, you know, this hard work, if they do this hard work of finding that these people are stealing, then they do have some additional authority to end the program. This is so. Uh, This program, this is, of course, one of these bleeding-heart liberals, Pinto. He says, "This this is so that the parents can work, so that employers can expand. We can deal with the work shortages that we're seeing in all the sectors that we all care about. The child workforce is, in fact, the workforce behind the workforce. What? What the hell did he just say? The child care workforce is, in fact, the workforce behind the workforce. Oh my god. These these people are uh, beyond crazy. They're just goofy. So now here we go. Now we're going to give this organization more money and we're going to see if they somehow go, you know, can find the money or can, can run the program without it going busted. Anyway, I'm way over on a break. We've got to take a break, folks. We'll be back.
2: KDAL time is 1227. The sun is coming out, and the cold air is moving in, Bradley. Uh, currently 22 in Duluth, 9 on the wind chill with a northwest wind at 15. And we've got some cold air to the north. Rozo, sunny, 3 above Bemidji 8 and cloudy, a lot of 1s in Crookston, Foston, Detroit Lakes. Uh, So the cold air to the north, uh, my goodness, Uh, last night in uh, Hibbing, just past midnight, uh, what was the temperature there? I was taking a look. Uh, They had, uh, well, they had light snow, but uh, early this morning, the temperatures were in the low to mid-30s, and last check in Hibbing, 16 degrees.
1: Now, Kenny, one of these talking heads weather guys this morning that I was watching said that the winds are supposed to be picking up across Minnesota today when the snow, we're supposed to, what, maybe get a couple of inches of snow in some parts of the state?
2: Yeah, well, we've already gotten that. However, um, there is still winter weather advisories for areas of southern Cook County, areas in Wisconsin, uh, Washburn, Bayfield, Ashland, Hurley, those areas. Uh, But here in our region, uh, the city of Grand Marais, mainly uh, southern Cook County, a winter weather advisory until 3 p.m. That advisory in Wisconsin is until 6 p.m. And uh, it's going to be cold uh, for the rest of the day today. Tomorrow's going to be cold. And then we're going to get back into some mild conditions. But yesterday in Duluth, officially 39 degrees, 24. That's not bad. Is the normal high this time of the year. Yeah, 31 of the low yesterday. Six is normal. And uh, Hibbing set a record for precipitation yesterday. Brainerd set a day. These are daily records. Brainerd set a daily record for precipitation. And Green Bay set a record high yesterday of
1: 47. Now, Kenny, you're supposed to ask me, Okay, Brad, what's the weather down there? And, Brad, what's the weather like in your neck of the woods? The same as it always is, Kenny. It's 79 (laughs) and sunny. Why do you even
2: have weather forecasters down there? (laughs)
1: I don't know. <laughs> you know, I've said are, to tell you when the hurricanes are coming. That's right. There that's you right. go. I think that's it. Yeah. A couple of times a year, they they get all fired up. Say,
2: Brad, uh, he's been holding for a while. Tom from Port Wing. And Tom, I Let's be, go to Tom, I'll bet you didn't know. And Brad, I'll bet you didn't know either. Today is National Wisconsin Day.
1: All right. Did you know that, Tom? Was it National no, Wisconsin didn't. Day? Yeah, I did. the and show's I'm, over, but... yeah. As soon as the show's over I'm running out to Culver's. The reason
2: there, there you go. go. Well, the reason it's National Wisconsin Day is because Governor Evers said so back in 2019.
1: Oh, That's boy. all it takes. How did all that guy stay on it. as governor? Well, how did Wall stay on as governor here? You know, you What's up, Tom? Yeah. Well,
3: I I wanted to engage you on the question you asked earlier about education. I'm an advocate of defunding education on the federal level, and I'm going to tell you why I I believe that way. Here, I'll give you two points. And these are the things that our own government and the Department of Education uh, said these other countries that end up in isms like uh, communism, fascism, socialism uh, are guilty of. And one of the things they said is that uh, they teach their children just enough to make them good workers, uh, but ignorant enough to never doubt the official teachings. Okay? Ah. That's called not teaching our children critical thinking. And that is the most efficient avenue that we have taken through the Department of Education nationwide. That's why you can talk to kids who fresh out of grade school and high school who have no ability to critical think. The second thing is that they told us that, you know, the state is going to make you uh, accept without question the official teachings. And you think about this today, Brad. How many kids are being taught climate change, critical race theory, LGBTQ propaganda? And don't you doubt it, kid. You know, don't you ever question this stuff. And the parents better not question it either. You know, these are the things that we were told these other countries do, and we're doing it right in this country through the Department of Education, and that's two strong reasons, I believe, why they should be absolutely defunded of every dime of taxpayer money. And Well, you know, I, I I agree.
1: I agree with you, Tom, 100%, and I agree specifically with the statement that Massey made here about putting this forward again. I think it's for the third or fourth time. Unelected bureaucrats in Washington, D.C., should not be in charge of our children's intellectual and moral development. And he's absolutely right. That's that's the responsibility on a local level. Yeah, I think we need local school boards and, and places like that. I mean, I did serve on the local board for 12 years, and I feel pretty proud about some of the things we accomplished and changes we got made, but other ones, not so proud. I I saw a system for 12 years that never addressed uh, equal opportunities for poor family kids or or underserved groups. That never changed. We never found a way. And I don't know why we didn't do that or how we can't. But it's because we keep following, as as Tom said, these national guidelines. uh, um, and And boy, I'll tell you, the one thing you said, Tom, that really struck home, you're absolutely right, a lot of these schools do not teach our kids to critically think, to really get involved. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, We've got to take a break, folks. We're up at CBS News. We'll be back shortly.
2: KDAL time is 1237. Some sun breaking through here. Some cold air moving in. It's going to be blustery and chilly for the next couple of days. But, hey, it's February. Two weeks from today, Brad, winter ends. Two weeks from today is March first. March <laughs> ushers in the first month of the spring season. Oh, you're so funny, yeah, Kenny. winter ends in two weeks. Uh, March first, okay. two weeks from today. What do you think about does that, that uh, Jason? Does surf? that mean
1: two weeks? Does that mean right now that I can move home and everything will be fine? All the snow is gone. I don't think so, Condom. Justin. I don't think
0: so. <laughs> Kenny has a sickening amount of optimism, Commandant.
1: He does, yes. A lot of sickening of yeah. optimism. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I've had kind of a
0: tough go of it today so far. You know, we had all of these uh, icy roads that had gotten compacted down, Then we got some warm weather, and we got some rain, and everything turned to slush, and then it froze hard like a rock. And I went to Ooh. a customer's house outside of Mattawan, Blackcliffe Township, and, uh, boy, I really had a Baja down the road just to get to their driveway, and then I was even doubly worried about how I was
1: going to get out. Oh, man. I'll bet, huh? Did you go sideways down the road in your vehicle, or was it just kind of sliding around?
0: Well, it wasn't really sliding around. It was hitting all the ruts and hitting the ridges where all of the slush had frozen or whatever, and so it's throwing me to the left, to the right, to the left, to the right, and you just have to hit the gas pedal and keep that vehicle on the road or the driveway and just
1: baha through. (laughs)
0: That's all you can do.
1: In Mattawa, I know Mattawa pretty well. In fact, uh, I have a, a fond memory of Mattawa.
0: Well, you've got to share it now go. that you've mentioned it. No, no, no.
1: No, no? no, no you no, can't? No. Okay, okay. No, not, I don't think I should. Not one of those. All right. Very That's good. Let's just say it involved a girl and, a, you know, whatever. Oh.
0: Hey, I, I will tell you this. So I got about three weeks of basketball left, and I just did another game at Floodwood High School the other day, one of my favorite schools oh, to go to. I always get treated man. really well when I go there. And they have. about Did a they ask parent. about me
1: Did Did they ask you about know, me there? They
0: did not, but I mentioned you while they were there. So, you know, some of these modern people, they don't know about some of the awesome people that have gone to that school district in your oh, staff. So you have to tell man. them. You have to tell them. And I so guess. they really don't have a, a formal booster club there, but they do have a group of parents that gets together and they buy some, some Floodwood High School Polar Bears logo shirts and sweatshirts or whatever. I sure, saw a sure. hooded sweatshirt, a hooded sweatshirt with this awesome, mean, nasty, angry polar bear on the front. And I told the lady uh, that's kind of in charge of the parents group, I said, hey, I said, next time you do a sweatshirt or T-shirt order, I gave her my name and phone number so she can contact me because I'm going to get you a Floodwood Polar Bears hooded sweatshirt. Oh, I'd love it. And you are going to be in heaven when you see it. It is that nice, bright purple with that white trim, and it's got this nice, mean, nasty polar bear on the front. It's the coolest looking thing I ever saw. I saw that, and I said, I'm getting one of those for Brad.
1: Oh man, I would love that. The last time I was in that last time I was in that auditorium or in that gymnasium, um the the they, they had these two brothers that played at the Christian Academy. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes, yes, A Anders of years and Bjorn. Ago, yes. Anders and Bjorn. And yes. they played Floodwood. And so we went up to the game and my granddaughter was like I don't know, ten years old, something like that. And the Floodwood Polar Bear mascot came out and was walking around the sideline. And I said, Anna, do you want to go down and meet the polar bear? Uh, I might be afraid, Grandpa. I said, no, I'll go with you. <laughs> so we went down and met the polar bear. And, of course, he was a nice kid. And he shook her hand and got a picture with her and everything. That was really fun.
0: There you go. There you go. Well, great school to go to. Like I said, I always get treated really well. That gym, I bet you that gym hasn't changed a bit since you went to school there. That I is, don't that think is so. old school I've, in that part of the gym. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah really, really, really love is. it there. Well, I've had some appointments this week that people are making for Douglas Mini Splits, Commandant. That means that the seasons are changing. They're not going to change as as aggressively as Kenny Callagher wants them to. But those first <laughs> appointments for Mini Splits means that people are thinking about alternative ways to heat their home. They're thinking about having a cooling system in place for this coming uh, winter. So I've already been on a few Douglas mini split appointments this week. So I want you and your listeners to know that it's never too early to plan ahead. Planning ahead is very important, especially if you're doing any kind of remodeling or an add on any kind of new construction or whatever, always have all the players that are going to be involved in the work, getting together, communicating with one another so that we can all be on a team and get that homeowner, the best products and services that we can find here in the twin ports.
1: Absolutely, and a part of that uh, part of that planning ahead involves cooling and heating. You want to get a hold of uh, Justin at Airserve, and how do they do that, my friend? How do they get a hold of you and say, hey we're building a new addition and we want to have a new heating system put over there. How do we get a hold of justin
0: that telephone number is two one eight eight seven nine serve s e r v and our website is airserve dot com a i r e s e r v dot com
1: one of the finest heating and air conditioning companies and one of the finest heating and air conditioning reps you will find anywhere. Thank you, Justin. Appreciate it very much. Well, Kenny, we got to get a hold of Representative Ann New Brindley from North Branch. Can we do that? How do we do, how do we reach out to her?
2: I need her phone number.
1: <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> or an well, email. I guess I'll have to call north branch or you know what? I do uh I she's a friend of mine on Facebook. That's what I'll do. Seriously? I'll reach out to her on Facebook. Seriously. Well, then is. there yeah. you go. All right. I will reach out to her on Facebook and uh and can can I tell you a real quick story about floodwood? Well,
2: certainly, Brad. This is okay. your show.
1: Yeah. Well, I was uh I went there mostly junior high. I was there in the 6th, 7th, 8th grade, left in the ninth grade to come to Duluth and go to Denfeld. Um, but but in the 7th and 8th grade, I was a big kid for my age, and I was on the varsity football team. And in the 8th grade, I played in a game against Cromwell. No, I'm sorry, it was Carlton. played against Carlton, the Carlton Bulldogs, and I played... I was what <laughs> I was what the coach used to call, hey, Bennett, you're my utility player today. And I said, what does that mean, coach? <laughs> I said, that means if anybody gets hurt at any position, you're the first guy in. So that game, I played guard, tackle, center on one side of the line. I played wide receiver on the other side of the line. I played a running back. The only thing I didn't play the whole game was quarterback. That's the only position wow. I didn't get to play. But when I was in the seventh grade, Kenny, we played so many games and it didn't get into the game very often in the seventh grade. I was just a pup, you know. So we would run back from the football field to the gymnasium where he's talking about because our locker rooms were under the gym. And we would run back there. And if if it was a game that was a rainy out, here we had these beautiful white, crystal white shirt, shorts or, sh- uh, you know, pants. And the other, the other guys that had gotten to play in the game, they were all muddy and sloppy, and, and we looked crystal clear white. So me and another guy, uh, Mike Snyder, his mom and dad owned the IJ store in town there, him and I decided on the way back to the gym, we were going to jump in a mud puddle. And there was this massive, big mud puddle, and we actually jumped in and rolled around in the mud so that we looked like we'd been in the game. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wow, that's innovative and uh creative and uh I'm proud of yeah, you young boys. Yeah, you, know,
1: you gotta do <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do, you know. To, um, uh, real well, quickly, Brad, anyway. um
2: see I tried to get a hold of Margaret at Wood Magic. She wasn't available, but alas, she did call. And we do have Margaret from Wood Magic.
1: Fantastic. Margaret, what is it, forty years now you have been in 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 magic wood uh products up there? Yeah. <laughs> Very ma-
4: magical. Sometimes we're open, sometimes we're not. So that's that's been the issue this winter. But uh, hopefully, when springtime comes, we can get back on a regular schedule. This week we'll be open yeah. on Friday and Saturday. I'm I'm planning on that from 11 to 3 on Friday and 11 to 2 on Saturday. And of course, you know we're always open by appointment. So it's good to call 218 729 7175 218 729 7175. Not too hard a number to remember, and we can set an appointment. And we do have another
1: name. You have another winner. That these winners that Margaret has been telling us about week after week. By the way, very simply, it's to celebrate to honor their 40 years in business. And what she asks is, when you go into the store, if you just put your name and phone number on a on a little card, drop it in her box there. Weekly, she draws a winner out of there, and you get. 40% 40% off Of any purchase that day not, not just one item You can fill your shopping cart with 10-12 items You get 40% off of all of it
4: And boy I've had some people That have been so excited And uh, they've been just so happy So I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to do this And to be able to still do it And this week the winner is Sue Salampa. And I will be giving her a call And I know that she will also be very happy the nice thing about the drawing is I know the people have been in the store. They've seen what's there. I've had people yes. say, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to keep this in mind and this in mind if you draw my name. So they're kind of thinking about it, and that's good. We, we really appreciate the business, and we hope that people do come in. I just had a call from a lady uh, from Mankato, and she wanted to know, she said, my sister said, you have a room of Fenton? I said, oh, yes, it's a big room, and it's full of Fenton glass, and she's so excited. She can't wait to come back and get up here. She said, can you put my name in the drawing? Can you put my name in the <laughs> I said, oh, yes, I can put my name in the drawing. I bet you did. Sure you did. <laughs> and so she was so excited, and I'm going to send her some pictures of some of the products that we have so she can see that we actually, you know, this is a big room. It's uh, 28 by 14, or it's a, it's a huge room that's, that's got Fenton yeah
1: place. You know, yeah. someday Margaret, I'm going to pin you down and corner you and find out where you get this Fenton glass because they haven't been manufacturing for a number of years now but I have a stinking feeling that you go to antique
4: shops no, 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 and sales no, 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 and... No, no, no? No, no? Everything I have was brand new whenever, all through the years whenever the catalog came out or the flyers or anything. You of bought it company, up I I bought everything in the catalog. I bought that's why I mean that's why we still have a huge inventory. We've sold a lot over the years, but we still have a, a huge inventory: lamps and vases and animals and bells and uh, you know chickens and and uh, all kinds of of huge collections to look at. Sure. And people sometimes just to gaze; or they just are And then that's only one room out of the nine, and you know the rest. Yeah. of Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and I tell people, <laughs> if you're under 50, you've probably never seen most of the items that I have in my store because uh, so many of the companies are out of business, and so you need to come it's in. It's just
1: amazing stuff. Percent. That's why when we say, Margaret, that it actually is wood magic, it is a place of magic. But give your phone number one more time, if you would, that people can call to see if you're there or when well, you're going to be there.
4: 218 and it's 5105 Miller Trunk Highway, woodmagic.org
1: Thank you my dear, appreciate it very much appreciate you as well uh, and, and she'll be open much more often as the uh, snow starts to disappear and things go good. Listen, we've got to take our Minnesota news break, and then we'll come back with more on hour number two of Sound Off here on 610 KDAL.
2: KDAL time is 12.55. Uh, the cold air is moving into parts of our area. Currently 22 degrees at the National Weather Service downtown. Down at the Army Corps of Engineer, Brad, 26 degrees. Temperature hasn't dropped much downtown yet, but it will.
1: Good, good. Well, you know it's uh, it, it is still uh, uh, mid February, so we could have a lot of winter yet. More than two weeks, thank you.
2: Well, yeah, two weeks. Uh, uh, two weeks from today is March first, and yeah. as you know, That's the
1: day all the snow is going to be gone. Well, uh, you're going to see palm trees starting to come out of the ground. Well,
2: I don't know about that, but December, January, and February are the winter months. March, April, and May are the spring months. So two yeah. weeks from today, March first. Winter's over.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, May, you might see some budding of the flowers. You might yeah, see some maybe, trees Maybe, if you look yeah, close. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Say, I have an answer for this uh, this deal that uh, Representative Ann New Brindley was questioning about giving more money uh, to this child care program when they've been stealing it for a long time. Here's how they stole here's how they stole it and you people know this if you listen to the show before. What they would do is the this company this CCAP federal federal and state funded uh, child care program they would tell them when they when they went and applied for an application to be a provider they would say okay well you have to have camera set up by your door so that when a parent brings a child in, they will videotape the fact that this parent is bringing the child and leaving the child at your facility. And then we'll also see the parent leaving without the child. That means you've done the work. And they also would check your facility to make sure it meets their requirements, that you have a certain amount of playroom, you have this, that, and the other thing. Once you pass that first test, you'd never see anybody from the state again. They would use that camera exclusively. And that what the parent would do is the parent would drop the child inside the facility, go out, get in his car, drive around to the back of the facility, and pick the child up there. And then they would go to McDonald's for breakfast and do whatever else. Uh, but that's the way it was working. That's how they were stealing their money. So here's what I would do. If I was Carol Ham, Carolyn Ham. Uh, or in charge of the CCPA investigators I would say this to the investigators it's your job to go into these facilities and make spot checks on a regular basis and film how many kids are in there being taken care of that would set the whole thing on a legitimate path because then you would only have because they would fear that and and you would also tell the people the first time we catch you cheating First time we catch you lying and stealing money, you're gone. Your license is going to be pulled, and that would stop the whole operation. Thank you very much. I've uh, ended that problem for the state of Minnesota. Yeah, right. Anyway, we are going to get uh, Anne Burnley on to talk about this because it, it is a it is a sin that we are having that we are stealing taxpayers' money, especially in Minnesota where we charge so much to taxpayers already where we just, you know, one of the highest tax states in the entire country. And if we were getting the getting the bang for the buck, so to speak, it would be a different deal, but we're not. Anyway, folks, we're done with hour number two. We got another hour to go, so please don't leave us here on 610 KDAL. Remember, if you want to get involved in the show, 218-722-0839. We'll get you right here to the show.